often whenever I pull up to an intersection uh, and I see this, uh, which happens a lot. There are particular intersections here in Shreveport that um, tend to draw people who are looking for food or looking for some money um, and looking for help. And uh, if I need to go to this other microphone. No, you're okay. Okay. Um, and so whenever uh, I see them, I just will confess, sometimes there are various thoughts that go through my mind. And part of that is because I... I've been around a long time, I've seen a lot of things, and uh, I do know there are people who are being used, actually uh, enslaved or trafficked um, to go to these corners. In fact, sometimes you'll see uh, the same person at that intersection for years, right? And so you just have to know that um, they're, they're not there because they want to be. Uh, and those are the thoughts that go through my mind, or I think, well, if I help this person, if I give them some money, they're going to go and, you know, buy more alcohol, or they're going to buy crack, or, you know, all these things that could hurt them. And so I think for a moment, well, um, maybe I should just not look at them. Maybe I shouldn't make eye contact, because if I make eye contact, they're going to come over to the car, right? Um, and then I, you know, I often think, well, um, you know, maybe, maybe if they went downtown, I could just tell them, why don't you go downtown and there are some places down there where you can get some food. And sometimes I do that. But I'll confess, I do struggle with this. It is, uh, especially uh, as I wear a collar. And I go to, uh, well, wear a collar everywhere. But when I go down here to Circle K, for example, there is always somebody out front. When they see me get out of my car, they see, hey, there's a priest. Um, I'm like a magnet. And some of the people I know, some I don't know. In fact, this past Monday or Tuesday, I pulled up going in to get a cup of coffee and get a snack or something, and there's a guy out front, and I've seen him before. In fact, I've seen him at that intersection, and uh, one time I was coming out and I had a, uh, like a uh, breakfast bar and uh, I know that he saw me from the bus stop and so when I pulled up to the intersection and stopped at the bus stop to turn right on the olive he says hey uh, can I have something to eat and so he sees me you know with this bar as I was unwrapping it so I rolled down the window and gave it to him um, but there's another guy that I saw uh, that uh, said, hey, and I knew he was going to ask me for something as I was coming up. He's right there by the little red box thing, you know, where you check out the DVDs. And he said, hey, do you have some money? And I said, honestly, my wife won't let me have any money, <laughs> which is the God honest truth. Uh, I said, you know, I, I carry a card, but I don't, I don't have any cash. And, you know, I started to walk on and he said, well, can you buy me a cup of coffee? And I said, that I can do. And so I got him a cup of coffee. As I got myself one, I came out and gave it to him. And you would think that I gave him a million dollars. He was so grateful. And in fact, I had trouble removing my hand from his hand to get into my car because he was so uh, thankful. And he was speaking blessings. He knew scripture. And he was speaking scripture to me. And he was so thankful and so grateful. But I don't always respond that way. And sometimes I have judgmental thoughts in my mind. 
And I think that's probably something we all struggle with, don't we? Should I give them something? Should I not give them something? And sometimes those words come into our head like, well, you know, they, uh, if they had a job, they wouldn't have to be out here. They're able-bodied. They're holding a sign. They, you know, they should be able to get a job somewhere. I have a job, so why should, uh, why should I give them money when they need to be working? Uh, or we think, well, if they manage their health better, then they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't be in need. They wouldn't be sick, right? We think about that. Or uh, maybe they deserve to be in jail, right? Uh, they did something wrong, so they should be in jail, and, and they should have to suffer while they're in jail. And we think that sometimes. Or we think, well, why don't they go back to their own country, and you know, we don't need any more immigrants here. If they go back to their country, then they'll be fine. Why do they have to come here? And we struggle with these things, don't we? Am I the only one? I mean, some of those thoughts, I don't think, but I think maybe some of y'all think that. <laughs> I like this uh, image the best. Um, I mean, this guy's straight up honest. Why lie? I mean, I need a beer. And so, who am I not to give the guy a beer? Well, again, uh, these are things that we struggle with. And th these are things that we hear about in our gospel lesson this morning about the sheep and the goats, because Jesus addressed this in a very bold way. And for the last several weeks, we've been looking at different parables. And last week, we looked at the one that prefaces this about the parable of the talents. And I told you that the sheep and goats were coming. And I decided I'm not going to divide up sheep and goats and have you all you know, make the sound of a sheep and the sound of a goat over here. I won't do that to you, but I've done it before. Thank you. Somebody got it. got it. Was that you, Trey? Somebody got it pretty good. That was Jenny. It was me. Okay. So uh, Jesus was illustrating for them what mattered the most to God. He's looking at his people. He's looking at Israel. And he is saying to them, with all these parables, this is what God is like. And this is what the kingdom of God is like. And reminding them that God had called them to be involved in the kingdom of God. God had called them to do things in the kingdom of God. And so as he looks at them once again, he tells them a story about sheep and goats. And he wants them to understand that they are going to be held accountable for what they did or didn't do for the least of these. And he talks about uh, those who are sick, those who are hungry, those who are poor, those who are in prison, those who are strangers. And he goes through the list and he says, these are the least of these. And if you are a sheep, you have been taking care of the least of these. If you haven't been taking care of these and loving them and caring for them as you do for yourself and for your neighbors, then you're a goat. And at the end of time, when Jesus gets to judge us all, he says, I'm going to divide, or the, in the parable he talks about the king. And of course, today is Christ the king. And we think about Jesus being the king and Jesus being the one who does judge us. We will come before the judgment seat of Christ. And Jesus is saying, it's like sheep and goats. Those who have done for the least of these are going to be over here. And those who have not done for the least of these are going to be somewhere else. And he wants them to understand which side of that they're going to be on. 
you may not be able to see this very well, but you can see how the artist depicted uh, the goats over on this side. And you see uh, different floors or sections of hell over here. And then over here, you see the righteous and they're having a good time and all that. And there is this separation between the two. And so this is a pretty um, remarkable story that Jesus is telling them. And he really wants them to get it. That especially for those who were their religious elites of his time, who thought, I've kept every single law. I haven't walked any extra steps on the Sabbath day. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. Look at how special I am. And Jesus would commend them for keeping the law in the way that they did. But he would also say that you've missed the point. You've done all of that, but you've completely missed the point. Because what God wants you to do in the world is to shine the light of Christ. Uh, I mean, to shine the light uh, uh, of the kingdom of God everywhere that you go. And that you are to take care of the poor, the orphans, the widows. You're to care for all of the people that no one else in the world is going to care for. These are the people who live on the margins. And so those are the people that Jesus hung out with, right? Jesus knew what he was doing. And Jesus cared for them. And Jesus said, Israel, that is what you're to do. And one day, you are going to stand in judgment for what you did or what you didn't do. I heard a story about um, uh, Martin of Tours. I think his feast day was here recently. And if you know anything about uh, St. Martin of Tours, he lived in the 4th century. He was uh, a soldier in Constantine's army. Uh, and one day he was going up to the, uh, the gates there uh, in, in um, Constantinople. And as he goes in, he sees it's a cold day and he sees someone who is shivering. And as you can kind of see in this depiction here, somebody that doesn't have a, a guy that doesn't have a, a shirt, much less a coat or anything else. And he is freezing. He can see him shivering. And so St. Martin takes his cloak and he cuts it in half with his sword. And he gives half of that to this guy. And the guy is able to wrap himself and, and to get warm. Well, Martin goes about his business. He goes home. And uh, he lays his head down uh, to sleep, and he has a dream. And he dreams of seeing Jesus wearing that other half of the cloak. And so it's as if Jesus was saying to him, you cared for him, and you did for him, and when you did that, you did it for me. And that's what we are to hear in this parable today. We are to understand who we are. I mean, this is a perfect opportunity for us to identify who it is that we are. We're either a sheep or a goat. And I wonder, which one are you? I mean, granted, both of these are pretty good looking, right? <laughs> which one are you? I mean, we are maybe sometimes a goat and sometimes we're a sheep. Maybe in the same day, we can kind of go back and forth. But in the end, when we give full account of our lives, which one of these are we going to be? Well, it is sometimes uh, difficult to find where we are. But Jesus makes it very clear that you can know for sure that you're doing the right things when you're caring for the least of these. And that's what we're to do, aren't we? That's part of who we are at Church for the Highlands, that we exist to bless the Highland neighborhood with the love of Jesus Right? And we are to do so uh, through Volunteers of America, which provides the greatest 
opportunities to serve the most neglected in our community than any other nonprofit in the city. And we serve them through that, but also other community partnerships. We are a church of partnerships. And that's how we get things done. We collaborate with other people. But I think the first thing that you and I need to do in our own personal lives is to be aware of the least of these. Maybe they live in your neighborhood. Maybe they, uh, if you live here in Highland, you, you, you have come to know who they are. Or if you come and serve on a, a Thursday night at our Highland Blessing Dinner, or if you serve in the clothing closets, and you come to an understanding of, of who the least of these are. And we're not only to understand who, who they are, but how it is that we relate to them. Maybe we haven't seen them at all. By the way, in the parable, neither one of the groups, the sheep or the goats, ever recognized where Jesus was, right? They both said, Lord, when did we see you sick? When did we see you hungry? When did we see you naked? Both groups didn't see Jesus in those people. But one did what they were supposed to do. They were, they were serving in the way they were to serve, but they didn't really think about, well, Jesus is in that person who is begging me for food. Jesus is in that person who doesn't have any clothes on. Jesus is in jail. We are to see Jesus. And Jesus comes to us in distressing disguises, right? And we treat people a certain way, and then maybe later we think, wow, I really messed up. I didn't treat them as though they were Jesus. Well, we need to be aware of the needs. A lot of things have been done... Um, um, by United Way and other organizations to identify. Uh, community Foundation really does a good job of this, of doing a community count, to kind of measuring what the needs are in the community. Um, the one that we tend to talk about the most is United Way's ALICE. It's an acronym, Asset Limited Income Constrained Employed. And that is what makes up most of the state of Louisiana. It is also referred to as working poor. And we know in this neighborhood, this is a working poor neighborhood. Um, and so there are particular needs that go along with that. We do have homeless here in the neighborhood, uh, but those needs are, are met a little bit differently than those who are working poor. They have different kinds of needs. Some of them are similar. Some of them are different. And so what we did here at our church uh, when we first started was we drew a box around um, the Highland neighborhood, roughly, and said, we're going to serve everything in this box. This is our focused mission. We're going to just be about this box. And we're going to learn what the needs are. We're going to talk to people. We're going to get out in the neighborhoods. We're going to do different things to be able to understand and be aware of the needs. And uh, how it is that we can meet those needs. And I think that's very important for us to, to understand. But the second thing that we need to do is... Uh, to join a missional team because we've already kind of got this figured out in, in different ways. I don't think I can click on that. If you go to our webpage, you'll see on there one of the tabs that says uh, missional ministry or missional teams. And if you click on that, you will see information about our veterans team, which Ralph uh, heads up. And we just had a lot of activity at the Veterans Center uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and we'll have some more that's coming up. Uh, and, and we serve the needs of veterans in our community, particularly those who are homeless, and they are needing to get back on their feet. We also have a Highland uh, Center Ministries team, 
And that consists of helping with the Thursday night meal. And our church does that once a month. Um, and that's the fourth Thursday of each month. Uh, we also have clothing closets. We have um, um, uh, financial services, whether it's hand-up loans or free tax preparation, uh, a first-time home buyers class. We have a lot of things that are built in that. And so that gives us a lot of opportunities to be able to meet the needs of people in the community. We also uh, have the um, help me out, always, uh, visions, of hope. visions of Hope, where we go in and work with uh, people who have chronic mental illness. And that's a Volunteers of America program. And this past week, um, Sally, I meant to put a picture up there, there's one on our website. She uh, decided that's where she wants to serve. And so she is doing some uh, arts and some crafts and different, and we're going to do more of that as they move into their new location. But she put together Thanksgiving uh, bags that had uh, hand warmers and snacks and all kinds of goodies in there and had a little tag on there that said, uh, you know, gave them an opportunity to write what they're thankful for uh, as they would go into Thanksgiving. Isn't that incredible? Uh, there's so many, yeah, she did that by herself, by the way, um, and, uh, and there are just so many different opportunities that, that we have to serve people around us and serve the needs around us, and so we join a team, and if you haven't joined a team, go to the website, and you'll see some links and some things that you can do uh, to get more information about that, but uh, in addition to that, to, to join a ministry team. Because a lot of the ministry, and a lot of times the least of these, are right here in our own congregation. And I need help. Um, we're a, a small congregation, but there are all kinds of needs. And uh, so sometimes I'm going to the hospital, or I'm, I'm going to, to meet with somebody, or trying to take care of something. But we need people to help visit people who are sick and in the hospital, uh, or in a nursing home. People to help with benevolence. This is one of the biggies that we need a lot right now because there are a lot of people who need heat back on, people whose water has been turned off, people uh, who need uh, a little bit of gasoline or you just name it. There are all kinds of needs and this time of year they come here and they want help. So those are some opportunities. You can visit jail um, and I don't know that we have anybody in jail right now, but um, there are all kinds of opportunities for us to be able to do what it is that we ought to do. And so just think about it. Consider what a difference uh, it will make in Highland when we are all serving the least of these as if they were Jesus. Think about it. And then think about what good will be done when we truly live with Christ as our King. Amen.